Hello, and welcome to Travel Therapy. I'm your host, Stuart Katz. In this podcast, we explore how mental illness is treated and destigmatized across the globe. What can we learn from international approaches? What can we learn from each other? Today, we have a very, very special guest from Pakistan, from Hyderabad. Oh, no, she was born in Hyderabad, but today serves um, as the head of committee for the efficiency of mental health services at the Karwana Hayat Institute, um, which is the Institute for Mental Health Care uh, in, in Pakistan. We have Dr. Arusa Talib. Am I pronouncing it correct? Yes, you're perfectly fine. We appreciate you being here with us today. And as we've done in previous episodes, we want to take a look and understand what the current situation, the mental health care, the mental wellness situation is in Pakistan as a nation. Um, can you tell us a little about the current situation that you have seen in Pakistan right now in mental health services? So thank you so much for connecting with us. I, uh, As you mentioned, I work for an NGO that is Karwani Hayat. The NGO is actually very old. It's 40 years old now. And uh, we have seen, you know, almost... My age is exactly 40, so the organization has grown big. It has already dealt with mental illnesses. And so we have a, you know, whole portfolio of uh, what kind of disorders that we see more often. What are the socioeconomic factors that are really affecting our population? So we do have a good wholesome view of it. But since we operate in Karachi, so most of the data, most of the statistics that I'll be sharing will be particular to the city of Karachi. However, when we talk about uh, the whole country, so in Pakistan, as you know, we are a very thickly populated country. We have a population of about uh, 200 million people, and we do not have really a good health, general health infrastructure available for our population. Similarly, mental health is ways often most neglected. So even if uh, we talk about the budget allocation for health, it is very scarce. When we talk about particularly mental health, it's negligible to none. We only have five big uh, psychiatric hospitals available in our country uh, with with such a big population. You can imagine how uh, scarce the situation and the resources are. Uh, So for your knowledge, about 500 qualified psychiatrists are available in the country. And to my surprise, I'm like sharing a data of NHS that house about 800 Pakistani psychiatrists. So you can imagine that a lot of people graduating in mental health are not preferring to stay in country, reason being that the environment is not congenial and you're not provided with the basic uh, sort of facilities to run the services. Plus, the services aren't only in, available in the hospitals or in the clinics, whereas we have seen patients to improve drastically when their environment is changed, likewise, when their families are educated, likewise. So it's like even if people are operating, they are operating in confinements and they are limited They've got a very limited resources to help them in general. In Pakistan, you've seen uh, there has been a flare of terrorism, violence. We do got hurt with frequent floods and general national calamities like earthquakes and all. So the impact of trauma has made our population very vulnerable to have all sorts of mental illnesses, common and chronic both. But same time, the country has proven to be resilient. The country has people have proven to be most resilient and they've been coping up with their issues. But that does not mean that they do not need help. Recently, we had a very severe episodes of floods in our country. 
that impacted you know most about 60% of the uh, rural areas in our country and with that people lost lives people lost their valuables people lost their uh, cattle farms they lost their farms where they used to breed things so now you know after 6 months and 7 months we are standing we are having shortage of food we are having shortage of uh, common uh, things to utilize we are having a real shortage of places where we can rehabilitate such individuals who underwent a severe trauma and a disability during this time so when we when we see a bird view we see there is a lot of help that is needed by this sort of population and especially considering ourselves in lower mid and middle income countries where our financial conditions are even worse now because of the ongoing inflation and the and the situation of financial stability is very very poor in our country so our population is badly hit we are really struggling with basic health issues we are really struggling with basic necessities to meet the basic necessities for our population talking about mental health is definitely we will see maybe down the line one year or two years post covid also we were affected badly but somehow you know we managed to cope up with, uh, with that scenario but currently it, it looks like there's never ending misery for the population of pakistan and i don't know how we are going to help them in this sort of severe situation wow i have so many questions but i want to i don't know if we have enough time today so we may have to meet again but um yeah. a few things that come to mind first of all you can't fix a problem you can't help work on a problem unless you recognize it yeah. and fortunately for pakistan you recognize the problem i think that's the first step and that's a huge step we also yeah. know you know health arena that trauma comes and goes but it always stays in the body so even though it seems like people may be better after the floods or after covid the trauma that they endured remains yeah. so it's important to develop the coping mechanisms so we could have a whole podcast just dedicated to that but i want to get to you know our our focus and can you just share with us what are some of the most common mental health stigmas that you see currently in pakistan so you know first and the foremost stigma is that people don't regard these illnesses as illness they think that it's witchcraft they think it's you know something to do with some supernatural powers uh they don't see the real basis of this illness so they label it as you know it's just they're just not there and people seeking help are uh, given some tags like they are in our world they in our part of population we, we we usually use words like pagal which means crazy and we use we label such individuals and we have a certain schema because of the movie the the kind of uh, mental asylums shown in the tv or in the digital and print media it's all that people are chronic they are severely ill they have to be chained uh, they are fed there they are they've got no basic human rights available to them so whenever this perception of mental health comes across people people do not regard it as an illness they think that it happens to only few and it will not hit them and you know in our part of the world we've seen that about 60% of the primary healthcare uh, visitors the patients have some sort of minor psychiatric illness which is like either they are struggling with anxiety issues or depression or a mix of both so people don't realize it and they come up with a lot of physical findings like a lot of headaches and back aches and and you know uh, they're not feeling well they've got their gi upsets and all that 
but they do not have this insight they do not have the awareness of mental illnesses just because in undergraduate level even when we are becoming doctors we are not taught about psychiatry at all so now the latest trends are changing people are being taught about behavioral sciences and a bit of psychiatry in their um, medical college uh, student level but for general population there are no programs there are no uh, such uh, platforms available where they can be taught about good positive mental health practices what are the common issues so we through the platform of karwane hath have got a you know a very big community team where we go door to door and teach people educate them about common signs and symptoms we do a screening home to home screening of individuals who we might how, consider how, how is how is okay, i'm sorry to interrupt how is that funded so it's actually currently we are doing it with our own resources and few of the individual corporate organizations uh, are willing to invest in mental health care of individuals so they operate in the vicinity of karachi city and they ask us that this is the area where our uh, sort of population is living our workers are living and we want you to improve their mental health so we have a strategy of uh, localizing that area educating them about mental illnesses building resilience coping uh, stress coping strategies you know certain um, formal lectures to educate them about the basic checklist that you know if you're you sleep is disturbed so we 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 have a program where we are teaching them and we are guiding them we are also developing some peer groups uh, among them so they have a better uh, communication and a long term sort of a resolve at their end and uh, and you also uh, could uh, realize that operating in community is no easy job and sustaining that service beyond 7 years has been a strong toll on our resources but somehow uh, with almighty's help we have been able to pull it along and uh, last year stats suggest that karwane had handled about 100 100000 patient visit out of which 60% of the visits and the new patients were from our community service so we know because of the taboo because of the stigma people are not going to come to our stations because they will think that people are thinking that we are going to a psychiatric facility but when a disguised team is visiting their home and they they feel more comfortable and they feel that the provision of health is available at their doorstep our uh, community team is also like uh, is equipped with a psychiatrist with a psychologist with a dispenser with the community mobilizers were all uh, equipped and uh, ready to deal with any sort of uh, mental health emergencies uh, there and there so that's how we generally operate that's really amazing that you kind of go with a very pro forward attitude that they're not going to come to the clinic you recognize they're not going to come to the clinic for because of the stigmas uh, so you go out to them and they're more receptive that's that's amazing and it's amazing that you have the resources can obtain the resources to do it Have you done any studies on the results of that? Have you been able to measure? Yeah, so we've been uh, doing research with the data available that we have, uh, both in the community and in the static sites. Uh, since we operate on a paperless environment, we do have a, a great uh, hospital information management system. Uh, I'll share a few of the links of the work that we have done so far. But again, as you know, that research is very scarce in Pakistan and uh, lower middle income countries, and that's where we cannot strategize. We cannot aim to develop a single strategy uh, for that fits all. So a lot of investment is needed in the research area. Whatever we have been doing is uh, through our own resources, but that's not enough. I clearly feel that it's not enough. We can contribute a lot, but uh, since research is involved and commercial organizations do not really pay for any research grants, uh, mental health funding is very, very scarce and very limited in our area. 
and if the most is available that's for the treatment purpose not for the research areas so we would be looking for certain collaboration uh, of researchers available currently we are uh, we are doing a research with university of queen mary uh, they are doing a research in pakistan and india for psychosis patients they are trying and testing certain um, sort of psychological interventions where we are delivering uh, and executing their plans let's see how it works but for our population the application based uh, things appear to be suitable but then a lot of patients do not have access to the smartphones the kind of population that we are dealing with it's uh, 98% of the patients are unable to pay any cost for their treatment or for their medications so in areas like these we kind of feel that we are handicapped and we we really struggle uh, so we anything or any everything we have to plan and strategize on the level of their home in home so we equip our community team with the gadgets they go and do the therapy there and that's only that's the only way to get hold of that patient otherwise they are likely to miss their follow ups they're likely to miss on their daily dose of medicines they're likely to miss on their appointments so it's a really tricky goal because they they will simply say that we can't even afford to have food three times a day so how do you expect us to invest on our transportation and medication fee so that is the real challenge that big that's real challenge honestly speaking yeah that that's that's huge but uh you seem to be doing an, an incredible incredible job what are what are perhaps some of the most common mental illnesses um that are recognized in Pakistan today so uh, we assume that one in four is uh, in real need of mental health uh, intervention at any point in time in life and um, in my own opinion in my own personal capacity i can say if we do a proper research on this number karachi and pakistan would be you know we might end somewhere one in three would be needing that help uh, we commonly see very common mental illnesses like anxiety and depression most commonly among the population whereas the organization i work for is purpose built facility for chronic and severe patients so we do see a lot of chronic uh, bipolar affective disorder patients with a lot of psychosis patients that's from all across pakistan we see our patients but generally in our clinics in our community setup we see common mental illnesses like anxiety depression some sort of the obsessive compulsive disorders and phobias in descending order so drugs uh, and interaction of drugs is also uh, drug related substance related disorders are also very common in our schools they are very common in our high schools colleges so we do not have a real statistics to say but uh, a lot of people are suffering from substance related disorders these days um what is the most common thing you hear from people in pakistan that are living with a mental health condition but they say that they are uh, not really understood well mm-hmm. because they when they go to a gp they say our doctor does not understand our illness when they talk about their illness in the family they say the family cannot recognize our symptoms they don't uh, empathize enough with us when they see a local faith healer they are not getting the right kind of care so usually they feel that they are alone they are not getting the right kind of help that uh, that is needed is that attributed yeah. to the stigmas and another thing is that they feel uh, a lot of people also say that uh, they are labeled as being traumatizing their symptoms they as if they are playing around with their symptoms they are not really sick they are just making it up so you know that mm-hmm. they feel disregarded most of the times they feel that their illness is not being taken seriously if they you know a lot of people 
even when they come to my opd they say uh, you know it would have been better if i had some physical ailment because people would have empathized if i had one leg people would have been more compassionate towards me rather than i'm saying that i'm suffering from depression and they are just being me like a different entity altogether do you see a difference in how mental illness is treated between men and women in pakistan a lot a lot so our female is more disadvantaged as compared to our male population male gets a lot earlier attention reason being that the, they're the breadwinners for the family and anything that is affecting their uh, capacity to earn will bring an urgent notice to the family and they will seek help whereas females are you know they are never wanted in us country they are like everybody who is aiming to have a child prays for a male child the females are just unwanted creations come into somebody's life so that's how uh, they are subjected to violence they are subjected to the family bias they are subjected to uh, the discrimination from the childhood that make them even more vulnerable when they achieve their adulthood to go into mental health crisis at any point in time along with that you know there are certain uh, hormonal predisposition that is common for all the females but our female is subjected to more propensity to have mental illnesses reason being the discrimination and unbiased behavior of the uh, of the way we deal uh, mental illnesses in our society and females are generally sick for many many years they don't get any attention until and unless they are so incapacitated that they are unable to take care of their household that's only where they get attention and they are being brought to hospital on an average when we see uh, our females they waste about 8 to 10 years without seeing a mental health professional they're suffering in home their depressions get chronic their illnesses get worse and they're at a point of no return when they are brought to a hospital literally right. wow the level of discrimination between genders is quite high it seems you know i media has a large effect on mental illness worldwide how are people with mental illnesses portrayed in pakistani tv and pakistani films so it's pretty bad it's pretty bad i think a lot is to be done uh, through media because the way mental health issues are projected and the way uh, even the suicide reporting is being done uh, it's pretty heartless and ruthless it should be that way in our setup again we characterize and we stigmatize more rather than creating a message of hope we are more stigmatizing more the way we are presenting things the way they are being portrayed in the in the population in the tv unmute in it unmute yes the last question before we end um if there was one mental health stigma you could erase right now in pakistan what would it be and why that so it would be to start accepting them as illnesses and start getting the right kind of treatment from the right kind of professionals otherwise you know people will be rolling among faith healers among quacks and among gps and they would not be getting the right kind of diagnosis and treatment so if anything i want to normalize is that start accepting these illnesses as we accept diabetes as we accept fevers and as we expect uh, accept type uh, typhoids and diabetes mellitus so my uh, take would be to start normalizing these illnesses as that maybe that will open up the avenue of uh, getting earlier treatment among people of pakistan otherwise if we'll continue to be uh, operate in the same way it will remain the same way dr talib thank you so much and, you know one of the things as i mentioned that talked about is we like to learn from country to country and as bad as it is or as you feel it is in pakistan it's bad everywhere but there's also good to be found and we want to focus on the good to repair the bad and 
Your example that your clinic under your supervision is doing by going door to door is something that I think everyone around the world can use. Uh, if, yeah. if the population is afraid to come to the clinic, afraid to come to the practitioner because of the stigmas, then I feel not only can we, we have an obligation to go out to them. That's the way forward only. I have figured it out completely. Right. So I applaud you for that and thank you for doing that. And hopefully those of us in the rest of the world can take that on. And together we can make a difference in the way the world views mental health and mental illness. You know, uh, I believe in collaborative working and the more collaborative work it is, the more people can get benefited from. So I was so excited to be part of this interview series. And I'm looking forward to another interview. If there is anything that I can add to, uh, I would love to contribute in whatever way I can uh, in my personal capacity and with the platform that I share with my organization, Karwani Hath will be willing to uh, be part of this journey. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of Travel Therapy. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe. See you next time. And until then, be well and take care of yourself so that you can better take care of others.